Hello, and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Chad. And I'm Evan. And you're listening to the Monday Morning Minute. This week in fictional news, Netflix has reported Squid Game as its top performing show of all time at 2.1 billion hours total watch time. Oof. That is a ridiculous amount of watching one show. I haven't even watched it. Oh, God, you have to watch it. It's so good. I'm so bad at watching TV, Chad. That's okay. There are way, way, way uh, worse things to be bad at. I think it's probably probably healthy. But when you do watch it, pro tip, don't watch it in the English dubs. Watch it with the Korean original. One, because your mouth, I just can't stand the mouth not moving properly, even if it's a language I don't understand. And two, they got like really hokey dokey like voice actors to do it who are just like, hey there, I'm doing this. <laughs> it's so fat. And like, I don't know, it just sounds so fake. And it's such like a visceral show that gets crazy real. I don't really watch too much uh, anime or anything like that. But we're, we're, like when I watched uh, like Parasite, uh, I watched it with the original Korean with the English subtitles. I, I know what you mean. I, I, I like watching it. I like doing that more. Uh, speaking of shows that I need to watch, uh, I have been watching The Witcher. Oh. Yeah, and it's really, really excellent. It is so much better than I thought it was going to be. Because for some reason, I got the impression that it was a mixed reception and like most people didn't really like it. But I think I was just totally wrong because that show is fantastic. I like it a lot. It is so, so good. And I like it way more than I liked The Wheel of Time, which I like The Wheel of Time just fine. And maybe it's because it's so fresh in my mind, like I just finished watching all the Wheel of Time episodes, so I have to compare it. But it is way better than The Wheel of Time. I like it way more. Dude, I totally agree. And the actor who plays Geralt did a very, very good job. Geralt of Rivia. Henry Cavill. Yeah. Dishy. Do you know that in the first episode of that show, they got a choreographer, a really like high level top choreographer to choreograph that awesome scene where he takes on like eight dudes? Oh my gosh. I love that part so much. And it's funny because I thought that the first episode like wasn't super strong. It was good, but it was enough to keep me watching. But every episode since that one has gotten much better. Except that one scene, that fight scene in the first episode was really excellent for sure. So good. That one choreographer does not choreograph any of the other episodes, fight scenes. I guess they just didn't oh. have a budget for that guy. But they were like, we need to make the first fight awesome. And they definitely did. And correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if I'm getting this really. But are all the things that Geralt's doing, is that in the past? Yes. Okay, cool. That's what I thought. It took me a few episodes too. I literally paused an episode and turned to my roommate who I was watching it with was like, okay, so there's like a bifurcation in time, right? Like these things are happening before he's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. So, but that's great. I really like it. Like I said, in that last episode we did, I really enjoy putting those pieces together myself. Mm -hmm. And it was a really cool moment when I figured it out because yeah, there's people alive that died in the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> I kept just like putting it up to my own like idiocy. I'd be like, eh, I just like missed something or like I'm remembering it wrong. And finally I was like, no, I'm not. Okay. I think we're going back and forwards through time here. Well, and another thing that I noticed too is that, I mean, I've only played the game, but it seemed like Geralt's temperament in the show was a little bit different than I than it is in the game. Like Geralt in the video game, at least is very level-headed. Oh, even keeled all the way. But in the show, he's a little bit, it's a little different. Um, he gets he's a little more like quick to anger or like annoyance or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought at first, like, ah, uh, is that just like they just wanted Henry Cavill to be like really edgy or something? Like a saucy Aragorn. <laughs> yeah, saucy. But maybe it's because he is younger than he's going to, you know, uh, so that made a lot of sense, too. And I just think it's a really excellent, really well put together show. The acting is amazing. The music 
I don't know if I don't know if it's the same people that did the video game, but it sounds a whole lot like it. Yep. Just all the the singing and the really cool Eastern European instrumentation and stuff. Yeah, it's epic. Yeah. I'm so excited to watch the rest of it, and we're gonna do an episode on both season one and separately season two. So look out for that, everyone. I have been waiting to watch season two for whenever we're like, all right, man, this next week we're gonna do it, so I can just like. Because I know as soon as I watch one episode, I'm just going to want to just power through them all. That's the thing is I was struggling to watch all the Wheel of Time episodes and I liked the show, but I'm burning through these. Yeah, they're very burn worthy. I'll stop comparing it to the Wheel of Time. They're (laughs) they're different shows. They have different strengths. But uh, what else? What have you been up to this week? Uh, I just finished a book called Aztec by Gary Jennings. I don't know if you've ever gone down the historical fiction. And I guess you could call this historical fiction. I mean, it's based in history, but we don't know much about the Aztecs and the Mayans and all those tribes down in South America. So I think he's just like did a lot of research, obviously, but now it's just kind of filling in the gaps with his best guess. Mm -hmm. And they are very, very good. I like them a lot. And I just like to learn about the whole culture and everything that was going on. You know, he visits one tribe and they give him a bunch of like trippy, like peyote, like DMT mushrooms and goes on a spirit journey with them. And I will say that it is not for the faint of heart. If you get a little queasy with blood, gore, violence, sacrifice, child sacrifice, because there's a lot of that going on. So if that's not your thing, then this book is probably not going to be your thing. But it is very enjoyable. I do want to start reading a little bit more historical fantasy because uh, I just read Between Two Fires by Christopher Buhlman, and that was uh, 14th century France during the Black Plague. And that was really interesting. And it's always nice when you have a cool story that might be made up, but with things that you're very familiar with, or at least more familiar with than you would be in like an epic fantasy like Lycanius or Wheel of Time or Mm -hmm. whatever. But that's really rad. It kind of led me down this rabbit trail of looking into like technology and archaeology of the um, Amazon rainforest. And now we've got these drones that are equipped with LiDAR technology and they'll fly over the Amazon forest and scan the forest floor. And they're now realizing that, you know, because we always thought like, oh, there's little teeny tiny tribes where like no agriculture or any sort of like running water. Man, that is not true at all. They're finding evidence of huge metropolitan cities that had like probably, I mean, in order to make a city that size and have that many people in one area, you would have to have agriculture. You would have to have some sort of sewer system. Uh, Pretty incredible. Damn, that's really interesting. And you just finished that this week? Mm Mm-hmm. Speaking of books that we finished this week, I just finished Revival by Stephen King. Ooh. And it was excellent. That It was written in 2014, so I wasn't really expecting very much out of it because for some reason I paint post-2000 Stephen King with this really boring brush, even though I don't need to because he's written quite a few books post-2000 that are really excellent. But it's about a preacher who's obsessed with electricity, and he kind of loses his faith and becomes kind of like this electrical charlatan. So he's still he's still like being the pastor? Uh, at certain parts of the book. He's like a revivalist preacher. Uh, but the revival is like a double entendre. I'm not going to give anything away, but it's just like, <laughs> he's like curing people. So he's like this, you know how like revivalist oh, pastors, right. pastors, they'll, they'll like set up a tent in some yeah, rural yeah. area and, you know, call someone up to the stage and like... Uh, you're afflicted with the rheumatism. And- <laughs> yeah, yeah, they like push them down the stairs or something and then they can walk. And so it's like that, but it's it's all with like electricity. It's such a great, great book. Um, the last 20 pages of it were out of control. Just in true Stephen King fashion, just way different than ever I could ever imagine it would be. I haven't read much Stephen King, but every book that I've read is like going down this path and then right turn. I don't even know how much Stephen King you've read, but it's probably not enough. 
No, no, I've only read like two or three books. And I'm also reading Gods of Jade and Shadow by Silvia Moreno-Garcia. And it is a really excellent book that takes place in like 1920s Mexico. Starts off in Yucatan. It's about this girl living with her grandfather. She's really miserable in this situation. And she accidentally like lets loose the Mayan god of death. Oh, no. (laughs) And is in this weird way tied to him. And they have to go on this adventure and... Once I kind of figured out in the first few pages what this book was going to be about, the kind of promise that it was trying to make to me, I was so on board and I love it. It's a really excellent book. I've been reading such amazing books lately. It's been so cool because sometimes you get into a rut where you've read a couple that you kind of like, but then you've started and not finished more books than you've really finished. And you're just kind of in a in a slump, you know, you're not really finding stuff. But I just keep hitting one after another lately. And I, I don't know how long I'll be able to keep this streak up, but I'm loving everything. I hope it stays going for you. Because there's nothing worse than being hyped about a book and then reading it and just being like, ugh. Happened a lot. And like, it's really hard for me to not finish a book, even if I find it to be not very good. It's I've gotten way better at it, but I used to always have a rule like, nope, if I start a book, I'm going to finish the book. Ugh. And then like two or three years ago, I was like, dude, what the heck am I doing? Like there's way too much time or there's way too many books and not enough time for me to have that as a rule. That's stupid. I'm going to so I'll just put a book away. We have one of those little uh, huts in our neighborhood that has like the free books, give a book, take a book thing, you know? Oh, me too. So yeah, I always just fill it up with all the books that I didn't really like. (laughs) I feel really stoked on it though, because like all the books I put in there are always taken. So I'm like, it's anonymous and nobody knows, but like I'm the best reader in our neighborhood for sure. (laughs) They like my bad books. So I do have one more thing that I wanted to mention to everybody, and I am not getting paid to say this in any way. This is just a product I've been using for the last like 15 years, and I think everyone should use it. I love it so much. I'm going to put a link to it on Amazon in the description. Again, not being paid for this, but it's called a book dart. And it's basically like a paper clip. It's like a folded little piece of metal with that comes to a point. It's very small. You just slide it onto your page and you can see exactly what line on the page that you stopped at. You could take your book and shake it by the spine. This thing's not going anywhere. And it is the best. Yeah, that sounds awesome. It is. I use a system where I always have a, a bookmark that's two colors, right? So the bookmark I'm using right now is white on one side and red on the other side. And whatever page I'm on, when I stop reading, I put the red side up against that page. So that kind of works, but then I still have to find my place on the page. And I'm trying to save time. Before we go, I'd love to share the fictional fun fact of the week. Apparently, in 1939, a book was published called Gadsby, G-A-D-S-B-Y, by a person named Ernest Vincent Wright. And in this 50,000-word book, or novel, the letter E is nowhere to be found. What? 50,000 words, never uses the letter E. Wow. Yeah. I wonder what his motivation was. I have no idea. It's the most common vowel in the English language, right? I'm pretty sure E is. But I have an example of the prose here. It says, if youth throughout all history had had a champion to stand up for it, to show a doubting world that a child can think and possibly do it practically, you wouldn't constantly run across folks today who claim that a child don't know anything. And I don't know about you, but that kind of reads like the predictive text on an iPhone if you just kept spamming it. I'm not trying to Absolutely. say he's a bad writer because like obviously doing this without the letter E would be really difficult. But I just don't know why you would write that. And by extension, I don't know why you would read it. Yeah, I don't think he was like, man, this is going to be so unique. I am going to make so much money off my not E book. A finer point of that fine point fictional fun fact is that a work that deliberately avoids certain letters is known as a lipogram or lipogram. So if you're on your way to work right now and you're looking forward to the rest of your day, just uh, 
Think back to this magical moment you had in your car or walking to the bus, and now you know what a lipogram is. <laughs> Why is that a thing? Why would you want I to don't know. avoid a particular letter? Some lettuce bias or some lettuce, some letter bias right there. Maybe it's a really excellent read. Don't knock a book before you tried it, even if it doesn't have the letter E in it. <laughs> Imagine in today's world, there are like a publisher is like, yeah, we want to make an ebook out of this. He's like, yeah, but that's like the whole point is it's not an ebook. <laughs> They're like, no, no, you don't understand. Like, <laughs> All right. And with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap up our Monday morning minute. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us. And we hope you have an excellent rest of your day. And of course, an excellent rest of your week. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> hey, I got to find I got to be I got to be peppy. No, I would say bye, everybody. That's perfect. 